Welcome to the ASAP Weekly Rocket League Podcast, a show hosted by LeZero, the man of a thousand rants, and Wabbit, the fan favorite. This show details the latest news in the Rocket League scene, esports results, and tips and tricks on how to get better at the game, while sometimes they'll just take a random topic and see where it takes them. Thank you all for listening, and enjoy. Welcome back to the ASAP Weekly Rocket League Podcast. I'm your host, Lazero, and I'm joined by Cursor and Messi. How's it going, you two? What's up? We're back. My voice is gone. Um, I am so sick, but it was so worth it. <gasps> oh, no. You got sick. Oh, no. Yeah. I, I actually want to ask you guys at the beginning, because I know I know we have Dallas, right? Like, the, the Worlds is actually going to be in Dallas. Do you know if, when tickets go on sale, or if they're already on sale? No, all they've um, done is announce the dates, so. Yeah. Okay. What you, I you're going to have to keep... They'll probably yeah. announce them, like slightly before the spring major and that's perfect because i keep me keep me informed because i think it actually times out really well for me um i think it's mid-august right was that is that correct uh the first half of august the first half yeah beautiful so that's a perfect time for me to to go on a trip uh to the states so um yeah keep me posted i'll probably try to make it um i think that's that's the really exciting thing and i'll probably i'll probably what i'll do is host like um We'll do like a meet. We'll do our own meet and greet. All right, yeah. our own Q and A. We'll record it on like a phone and then like put it up as a podcast. Uh, that'll be a plan. Ooh, spicy! Um, Let's go. And by Q and A, like if it's only like seven of us, then we'll just like go to a hotel room. <laughs> but if, if if it's more, then I might I might see if there's like any restaurants down there that'd be down to 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 let us host. I mean, like, we could always uh, pull up what Musty did and just like rent out a mansion with like fifteen people, you know, and ball out. <laughs> I am I'm not I'm not I'm gonna be honest if if I'm going to an event I am uh yeah I I'm getting my own room I'm sorry guys uh yeah there'd be like 10 bedrooms in the mansion no okay anyway I'm getting some place that no one can find me so when I want to disappear from people and not talk to people I can't make sense I got you uh I I need to I need to keep the uh, illusion of uh mystery alive you know uh like all good relationships Keep Romance it spicy. Corner? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, speaking of keeping it spicy, I guess uh, you two made it to land. You were there. You met up. I mean, it was so awesome. The paint was there. So awesome. The Frank was there as well. Um, and what other who who else do we have from the ASAP crew there as well? Uh, uh, well, Tom was also there. Tom. Yeah. I was gonna say, is Tom part of the ASAP crew? That's, that's I think the question. so. I think yeah. so. He's like an honorary but, like, member. Tom's like his own thing, though, right? Like, I don't want to step on his own. No, no, you know, no. He's his own person, man. He does him. Yeah. But as far as I'm concerned, like he's he's one of us. He's a he's a a Rocket League loving like like thoughtful individual who likes sorry, to mingle with sorry. others. <laughs> The way you said Rocket League loving, I thought you were about to go into a Ric Flair promo and I was ready for whoa, it. Whoa, whoa. No, no. I don't Rocket have the... Re- <laughs> League loving. <laughs> Interview stealing. <laughs> Undisputed podcast champion of the world, Tom. No, I just, I can't. My voice is gone. It's Hold just these gone. alligators back. Woo. <laughs> um, all right. Um, oh, my. No, it was it was really cool. I, it actually, like, if you don't mind, like, just to touch on it for a second, the way we ran into Tom was the most like crazy thing. I won't rant. I won't go into too much detail, but essentially, we were meeting up with people Messi and I went with, and we were meeting up with ASAP fans, being uh, Peyton and Frank, 
And we we were planning like, oh, hey, we're going to go get this food and go to the spot. Like, you should come meet up with us. All right, cool word. They didn't text me, but we all met up at the same place. They showed up like 30 seconds after we did. And I saw them with a third person. I'm like, who is that? I'm like, is that Flux? Because Flux was supposed to be there. But, you know, like the tournament, he didn't show. And uh, <laughs> and uh, we love you, Flux. It's cool. It's cool. We're not offended. But I, I honestly think Flux literally, like, he is the flux uh, capacitor. Like he just time travels, right? Yeah, so it's not. It's not that we like there, like five he, hours before. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> no, 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 no. He was there, saw the whole timeline of events that happened, and then decided, you know what? I'm just gonna chill somewhere else instead. All right, and then he moved back in time, and then di- um, remade that decision. Actually, no, took his own body and threw it away. All right, there you go. Uh, anyway, there you go. <laughs> yeah. So we we had this. This this tall handsome dude walking down the street with Peyton Frank, and I'm like, who is that Flux? Because I've never met Flux. I've never even seen him in a vid chat in the Discord, right? And I paused for a second after I was like, is that Flux? Like I'm looking over at Paint and whispering to Paint, and he's like, no, dude, come on, really? And I look back over and I just see him wearing the big Infinite Boost shirt, and I'm like, oh my god, Tom! I'm like, yo, what's going on? Yeah, it was the most. It was Uh, surprise. They didn't tell us. I was like, oh my. Tom was a treat to be able to meet. Yeah, man, Tom was cool. So I didn't want to rant. So that was our little two second blurb about Tom. Tom was cool. I think Tom's so cool is like because we have like a familiarity with him. It's a little different than like tall. Well, yeah, yeah, but I I mean, what I was going to say, though, is like it's a little different than if we if you're meeting like, you know, random pro a, which is like you cool, you'll have a quick conversation, but you don't really have uh, like uh, more of a rapport. Right. Like, Mm -hmm. versus like the prof and I I feel maybe like we're starting to get closer just because he's been on the show a couple of times. Right. But you know, cool. I think that that might be that might be the one. Like, yeah, the Pioneers crew might be one of the few, right? Uh, maybe Flow State would be pretty cool, right? I, I'd have at least a familiarity, so I'd be a lot more comfortable having that conversation yep. or, or talking yep. instead of just yeah. uh, you know, Garrett G, for instance, or whatever. Um, <laughs> uh, I mean, I I wouldn't care. <laughs> Listen, I don't care so much uh, that that it's 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 a bad thing. Actually, no. Uh, <laughs> I've got, you know what I mean? Like they tell people like not to care what other people think, but I've gone full circle. You know what I mean? Where it's yeah. like, it's like you should probably care sometimes what people think. Just a little bit, you know, maybe, maybe and then it's stage. Just, it's just me in like the middle, like finals is about to happen and I'm on stage just like twerking or something. Anyway. Um... <laughs> Title of the episode, Flash can twerk. Twerking into the RLCS finals. Uh, twerking like on that. stage Yo. bracket reset half show. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> half show. Oh, can I can I just say I I know this is a jumbled mess, and I wanted you to stop talking about the events itself. But T Bates was amazing on the like he, he kept it. me oh, he entertained did. during. He was like, so sick. I'm gonna be honest. All those shows where like you know they just talk and it's like casual like. Like the most mundane, like like sports style broadcast where nothing's happening. I'm like, I'm not here for it. You're not going to keep me entertained. But T base was hilarious. Just kept going on. That's um, like that's the thing that I really like with the cast that they have. It's like you'll have like the cast is like love to scream and are an emotional like Jorby, but then you'll have your traditionals like Stacks, which give that like ca- like they give that nice good like, counterbalance. And then the whole first touch crew was so so approachable. It was like I've known them for like 15 years. It was Dude, amazing. I am, I am the first touch crew. Like I, I, they've really like um, the more and more I hear from them, they just seem so genuine and they're so cool. Yeah, I think uh, uh, I ended up yeah. running into what's it called Rolled is a second time on Sunday in the hallway. 
and we were talking about like one of the games that happened and we Yo, just and like started talking for a couple minutes right there and i was just like oh my god this is so nice <laughs> <laughs> uh messy can, can, i was gonna say i feel like we didn't introduce messy you know and i feel like he doesn't need no introduction but we will because i want to hype him up all right because messy you went around and you got photos from everyone and I, I made a joke on twitter that uh that literally they know like in a couple of years you're they're gonna be getting your inter- your your uh your signature or your photo or whatever yeah. <laughs> um but my, that was the joke but no messy messy is uh infamous in, famous and infamous in our, in our podcasting space he's probably the best player I, I you know what i'm gonna say he's the best player that we have in, in our community um so oh, much so that he's been banned from community tournaments all right he's too <laughs> high of a level he's like he's the he's the you know he's like the competitive guy that like plays in the rec league and then like after one season they're like yeah you can't come back you're right because like your team won 12 nothing every game it's just not fun anymore so that that is messy uh for us but he's been so amazing he's always been part of the community's uh I know, I know. We've I've been uh, what's it called the 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 banner of um, game nights on Fridays haven't hasn't been flying for the last little bit because um, I am swamped. But uh, but Messi, every time we've had it, he's always been there. He's always awesome, and so I just want to give you that introduction in case anyone's wondering, like like you know who who, <laughs> who, who is Messi? Here it is. I'm like uh, who's really this cool. guy? Who's this yeah, random dude just hopping on the podcast? Yeah, yeah that's true. Even more um, so for real quick, if for some of our listeners who don't know who Messi is, Messi, won't you tell us just a little bit about yourself, like where you are in Rocket League now, like what you're aspiring to, and like what kind of like brought you into it, you know, just to kind of get people up to speed. That's yeah, good. yeah, I like it. So for mm-hmm. sure, uh, I've been in the ASAP community for almost two years now, which is which is wild. It's crazy, and I've been playing the game since like late 2017, early 2018. My first almost 3,000 hours around Switch, switched to like laptop and PC. And currently sitting at SSL from like the last two seasons, which is amazing. And it's it's just just wild like this journey. And hopefully one day we make it up to the pro scene, but that's still a long ways away. I believe. I believe. Um, can I can I just say so? Like maybe maybe this is a good time. We can maybe start getting into what was your first reaction like getting to the event. Uh, so we'll start with Cursor and then Messi after. Okay. So <laughs> I actually got a shout out Messi here because uh, I was like scrapping like stuff has been rough uh, like was sick back in January like finances were becoming a problem because I, I had to miss out on so much work because I had COVID in January so I'm like playing catch up right now <laughs> so like I, I was able to get my ticket early uh, this that the other thing and I had to reach out to Messi I was like uh, are, do you have a place are you going with anybody building up into your question here he's like yeah Everybody was cool with it, took someone else's spot who ended up going and ruined somewhere else and met this whole awesome group of people, which was like my first breath of fresh air to like travel somewhere after a couple of years of COVID and to be at my first Rocket League LAN event, right? Which was getting picked up at the airport in this big rental van by Messi and all these cool people, Zaka Cross, what up, dude? He's out there, he's a little small-time content creator who's, who's on his way to making it big. Uh, we had Blur, we had Weasel, we had Bucky. Yo, I'm going to say it right now. Like, so, so, many, so many cool people, and like, it's just coming from different walks of life, man. Like My first experience is like, holy cow, there's a thing that exists in real life where I can actually go talk with other people in person about something I'm super passionate about. <laughs> no way, bro. Like immediately off the rip, like it was me and blur who showed up uh, last out of all the people who took flights that day. All right. 
I was uh, sorry, real quick. I was gonna say if if any of those people like want to want to hit myself or cursor up and be on the show, if you're saying they're cool, uh, I'll I'll say they're cool. If they want to be the show, just let us know. Uh, keep going though. <laughs> no, I, no, I think uh, I think Cross already um, um, expressed some interest. He'd be down. He he's a he's a talker, so uh, he could definitely help us uh, fill up an episode for sure. But uh, was sitting there talking with one of his mods slash viewers, Blur. Um, bit younger than me. I mean, as we all know, I'm like one of the boomers of our community, right? As far as gaming is concerned, like my early thirties now, but it was cool to I network. With so- really fast. <laughs> yeah, I guess <laughs> I got to make up for my, my weak knees with my, my overuse of boost, but, <laughs> but, uh, it was really cool. We just, you know, found each other. We were DMing each other. It's like, Oh, Hey, you know, like, what do you look like? We sent pictures of each other. It's like, Oh, cool. Let's meet up while we're waiting for them to come pick us up. Because I'll hand it off to Messi after this. He, there was a cool event they were at. I wish I flew in earlier for, but um, we were just sitting there shooting it, you know, talking about like what rank we were, like the experience we have at the game, the teams we saw going into the weekend, making like like top spots, and like it was just natural. You know what I mean? It's like it it wasn't as if we were strangers. It's like you know, oh hey, what's up? It's like somebody you knew from work. Like it was the craziest, most surreal thing. You know, like. Like, age almost doesn't play a difference unless they're noticeably very, very young, in which case they're usually escorted by their parents at the event, which I saw. Um, (laughs) Yeah, exactly. Um, And they're like, oh, you know, my kid plays, he's way better than me. (laughs) But, uh, but no, it was just, it was, it was so surreal. Like, I, it took me like the first 24 hours for it to hit, you know? Not to mention, like, I've never flown west before, so I actually gained time going west. So even though it was later where I came from, it was still earlier where I went to. So I gained hours. So I was like, I should be tired now, but I'm not. And there's still so much time in the day. So it was this whole mixture of positive energy, like being really excited and just it not sinking in that it was my first time in L.A. I'm meeting all these other like people who are super into Rocket League like I am, and we're all going to go watch the pro players just throw down on stage. It was the most unreal thing. But Messi, I mean... You got you got to tell them about the sweet event, the the viewing party they had that I had to miss out on. <laughs> yeah, for sure. So yeah, so when we got there, I think four to the six of us got there pretty pretty early. So like around I want to say like like eight nine around that time. So we were like, "Yo, let's go to this version one watch party being hosted by like Lawler. You got to go." So then we went. And then once I got there, oh my god! When I actually saw Lawler in person, I'm like, "Yo, is that is that that guy? Is that him?" Because <laughs> I was like, "I've never seen any other, any of these people that I've been following for so long before." I was like, "Yo, is that Lawler?" And then as the time passed and matches went by, more and more people that you could recognize came in. Saw Ranny, Nito Queen, and Widow, and then I think the 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 person that hit the nail on the head was when I saw Lethemir come in. I'm like, oh my god, because <laughs> he came in with Shannon, who's uh his fiance. So I think that's right. Yeah. Well, yeah, when I saw when I saw him, I was like, oh my god, that's that dude that clapped my cheeks in a casual match. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so Amazing. I was just like, dude, I gotta take a picture with him. It was like and, starstruck, huh? Yeah, and then I saw Waitin as well, Waitin Pilkin, who's a dude. I love his content. I think he's an amazing content creator. Has like three hundred, four hundred thousand subscribers. Like. Very, very informative content and like really fun right. content. So my question is, uh, have you seen Seabell? Because um, I've been starting beef with Seabell. <laughs> no. And honestly, I don't really know how he looks like. I'll be real. No, no. W- Wayden's real. Co- I think Wayden has by far, I think he's the most willing to take a project to its like 
conclusion almost. Does that make sense? No, like, yeah. he comes up with an idea, and then like like I love the training video where he's actually like <laughs> meditating. <laughs> like just <laughs> I don't flow state the routine like, video. Like, oh, that video was amazing. It was amazing. Yeah. I know, but it's, it's like it's like. People have done routine videos before, but it just felt so different just seeing him meditating for five minutes. <laughs> like, um, and, and just like actually trying the thing, sleeping, right? Going for the walk and stuff. I, I love that. It, like, it made it feel very different than than just like, here is 10 things you should do in a row only. And you, all you see is the Rocket League, right? Kind of yeah. expanding the bounds. Um, yeah, so Messi, any, any other things from that watch party that, that we should know? Um. Oh, yeah. Like, at that watch party, you got to see like big big teams go out early like we got to see what's it called evil geniuses reverse sweep dig to knock out dig all um, right we're, have... we're so messy we'll talk about the actual like, right, in a second. yeah we're, yeah, we're, we're yeah. save that all for a little right. bit for sure personalities um, and stuff you know yeah, yeah i was gonna say is there yeah is there is there uh the personalities um bro, any like I'm... interesting interactions like does some was someone does someone like trip over you know about asap bro oh dude i made a Oh, that's right. Yeah, I saw Paint there. I called me and Paint were like DMing on Discord. And he's like, yo, I'm like 15 minutes out. I can come through. So we came through. We ate together. And all that was really sick. And then, oh, I forget exactly. Paint is a true, like, how how warm was it there? Like hot in in Uh, LA? No, it was fresh. So it was, fresh. Like, it was like 70 for like all three days we were there. It was just perfect weather. It was it was amazing weather. It was like clear skies, days. windy. Like yep. You could you could wear a hoodie outside and you'd be perfectly fine. Yeah. Okay, because I was gonna applaud paint on being a trooper for wearing the hoodie though all the time because he only has the hoodie right for the ASAP crew. Uh, <laughs> and then you yeah. see it take it off, obviously as the day went on. But I I was gonna applaud him. I, like I thought I thought he was like in the scorching heat, you know, going for us. But no, apparently it was it was room temperature the whole time. <laughs> yeah um no that, that's amazing and then yeah so you guys you guys ate anything yeah and then and then what um i think i think that's it we just ate, it? all good all good all right yeah. so well let, let's now get back to like you're going to the arena you're going to the event like what's kind of the first thing you notice when you get there cruiser uh oh man um <sighs> uh literally just so, so those of us who were of age um, definitely may or may not have had some libations prior to going in because we knew the event was going to be expensive. You had, some, you had some, uh, you had some libations. Libations is the word we're using here. <laughs> some grape juice. Yes. And um, the crazy thing is you you just start walking towards the venue. I mean, it looks it looks beautiful, right? It is an architectural masterpiece. It's like this cool like it's going to sound really awful the way I word this, but it's like a giant majestic like like beautiful uh flower tortilla. <laughs> like the, like the weird like like sort of like rounded shape, but it was like bent in different ways, but like the place was massive. Like it was just it was so cool looking. You know what I mean? Like but you start walking towards it, and you're looking around you, chatting with the people you're with, and like it, it's it's weird. It's like when people gather at like a street performer, you know, in the city, and like they just, like a crowd draws or a, a, a crowd draws, a crowd draws. Yeah, I can English mm. today. Um, you were just you know catching out of the corners of your eye here and there, like. I know that guy. He's on YouTube, or I know that guy, like or that girl, or like they're famous they do content like <laughs> you want to go like you want to stop and go up to each one but you realize like they're everywhere 
and there is no point in stopping them because everyone's trying to get in. <laughs> like, and it's like, I need to get in before that. <laughs> like, you just so you go in and uh, literally first day, right? Uh, we pull up in line and I got to shout out uh, another crew who is really, really cool. And I'm curious to see if they'd be down to jump on the podcast with us sometime. But there's another community called um, uh, Old Farts of Rocket League, which <laughs> is like, it. would be like, like Pond's home. You know what I mean? I'm not calling Pond old. What I'm saying is there's a lot of like-minded people like Pond over there. For... Wait, are you just, wait, do they just complain about Smurfs the whole time? Is that... <laughs> I mean, that's a thing. But the other thing is um, it's a community of older players, right? So, like, you and I would fit in. Uh, Wab, eh, Wabs might be banned from it. He's too young. Um, would I fit in? I don't know what you're talking about. You, 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 don't fit in. you would, Messi wouldn't fit it. Paint would fit it. Like, there's so many of us who are, like, we've done the whole college thing. We're all kind of, like... Adults now working jobs. Yeah, I get it. I get it. People whatever, with whatever. Whatever. I get it. Yeah, right. So that's kind of like the vibe over there. Um, and they run all their own stuff, kind of like IGL. They do their own uh, league. Uh, they do their own, you know, graphic stuff, like their own streams, like everything. And they're a bunch of really cool people. And they had asked me in a DM like a week and a half before the event. They had jumped in my stream. And they were like, oh, hey, you know, blah, blah, blah. Like, like your stuff. Like, you know, whatever, whatever are you going to the LAN event? And I was like, oh, heck yeah. Uh, they were like, well, we might be doing something with Dignitas. We should totally meet up. I'm going off on this two seconds tangent for a reason. It's coming back full circle, right? No, you're good. So, so Wait, we walk, we walk up in line. apologize for a tangent. Come we, on. We, right? walk, we, we walk up in line, right? And I'm just sitting there. I'm talking, to, I'm talking to Messi. I'm talking to my boy Cross. And like, we're just chit-chatting, whatever, whatever. And then like, out of the blue, I just, you know, hear a bunch of feet behind me walk up in the line next to us. And I just turn my head real quickly and take a glance. And I double take and then I triple take. And I kind of just, you know, uh, I do the hokey pokey and stick my foot in the circle of people. And I'm like, hey, are you guys? Because they were all wearing the shirt with the graphic on it. And I'm like, are you guys old farts of Rocky League? They're like, yeah. And I'm like, where's, uh... I'm, I'm going to forget his name and I apologize on the podcast. But they're, they're like the the owner of the, the Discord community. It's like, where's, uh, what's his face? And he's like, oh, that's me. And he points to himself. I'm like, oh, hey, it's me, Cursor. You just tried with me on my street. It was like the most unreal, like, you just immediately start networking with people, right? Like, that's, as you walk up to this event, the first thing about going to a LAN event is you're going to start recognizing people you've played with, you've teamed with, you, you know, hang out with in Discord, like, who, you know what I mean? Who you've talked to on stream, like, all this stuff. And immediately they're like, oh, cool, blah, blah, like, started shooting it off, talking with them. They gave me a free t-shirt. <laughs> like, <laughs> and, like, it's, it's, from there on, the aesthetic just continues to amaze, right? The security was pretty easy to get through, nothing crazy. And you just felt this, this, you know, sense of... Like when you're listening to an electronic song, right? And the drum starts slow and then it goes faster and faster and faster and faster and faster. And then it drops right before the beat drop. Like that's kind of what this whole giant staircase felt like. Because prior to going up the staircase, first touch was out there. Casters were out there. Past the metal detectors, like taking videos of the crowd, talking to the crowd actively while they were live streaming the first day of the first touch podcast, right? Getting everybody hype. And you can hear them from within the stadium and like just... You just, you already are just giddy. You're super, super giddy. You get up these stairs and they just have it all laid out for you, right? Smack dab in the middle, there's two displays. There's one that's a Lambo <laughs> from when they released the first Lambo in Rocket League. So it was the, the orange blue STO uh, Lambo. And then right smack dab in the middle, right? Surrounded by uh, like a, a 
a super what looked to be super expensive videography crew with all their crazy contraptions and everything they had going on to take different angle shots um and then like fences and whatever and security guards was the desk just right there in the middle like you could walk up to the fence and be within 20 feet of talent it's the craziest thing surrounded by they had like food trucks and booths i think nrg had a booth there phase had a booth there dignitas had a booth there um and believe it or not Believe it or not, most people have been waiting for this. They had an official Rocket League merch booth. So may or may not have spent more money than I should have on official Rocket League merch. But anyways, <laughs> you you walk up and it, they're just right there. Boom. It's live on stream. They're they're hosting their, their podcast, like interacting with the crowd, like getting predictions going, like seeing the talents that you continually watch while you're farming rewards. Because <laughs> I know that's what y'all are doing. Like just live in front of you, like just being themselves, doing what they love doing. It's the most unreal experience to transition it from the screen two feet in front of you to in person twenty feet away. You know what I mean? Yeah. And, no. That's and the real. and the venue itself, and I'll, I'll I'll leave it there just so I can finish painting the picture for everybody. It kind of felt like once you go past the booth. There's just like a bunch of doors. It feels like walking into a movie theater. That's literally what it felt like. And you you go through all these double doors to your seating arrangements. And it was just this beautiful, beautiful, beautiful arena. We're talking three tiers, wraps all the way around in like a, in like a UE. You have the big, 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 big center stage down on the floor level. And their production crew just absolutely killed it. Even before games were starting, like just seeing all the graphics up, everything they had going, the lights, the smoke machines, the everything. Like it was just absolutely stellar. It's something unreal. You just, you don't see it. You don't see it unless you go back and watch previous world championship videos at LAN, right? It just, but it was, it just felt so much better. It just like, because you knew this was the diehard community that had to be at the first event back to, to show its love and support for Rocket League. It wasn't just about seeing the pro players play. It was about like supporting the scene as a whole, right? Supporting Psyonix, supporting the game. And that's, that's what that energy was as you walk in is this, all this beautiful production, all this talent and all these like-minded people who are just as in awe as you are, even if, you know, they're veterans who have been to multiple lands, right? It's, it's just, it was a wonderful experience just getting there. Yeah, no, that that's amazing. I I was gonna actually ask her, sir. Um, was this one of your first like lands that you, that you went to? Uh, as far as esports is concerned, I think this one is my third or fourth. Really? Um, I've been to a couple other events for a couple other games, notably like Call of Duty, uh, Halo, but um, this was my first Rocket League land. It it absolutely blew me away. Will be going to Dallas. <laughs> <laughs> you will be. Yeah, uh, probably a little easier. Uh, now that you've been to one, and uh, oh, yeah, you're gonna want to go. It's a three-hour uh, flight instead of a six. Yeah, sure. <laughs> um, yeah, no, that, that's awesome. And then Messi, was this your first as well? Yep, first uh, <clears throat> ever event with the crowd, like including like concerts and everything. So really, really eye-opening. Uh, yeah, yeah, no, for sure. Uh, so yeah, I mean, now you have now we have the itch. Maybe you'll. Uh, you'll uh, go um i think so i guess the one thing i want to do real quick here before we start getting to the results because i know this is definitely one of those things that we're going to talk about and this is where you can use like your knowledge of um what was happening like you know live is there any things like live that you noticed that were maybe different that didn't really convey on twitch um 
But what I was going to say is I want you to think of maybe like one particular story that stands out for you as something that's like, like just ridiculous or, or, or like something you wouldn't have expected to happen in the two days and see if you can share it on the podcast. And then, and then we'll kind of get into uh, the results. All right. Sound good. Yeah. Sure. Uh, sure. Uh, uh, maybe let's, yeah, let's start with messy and then we'll go cursing. <clears throat> so a story that I really, really liked in terms of like what of all, all the teams would probably be Furia because like even from the start of the season, like they came in as a first seed for the fall major, but and, and like in scrims, they were just dominating, killing it. And they finally produced results like this, this land. They, they finally came to, I think the crowd probably had a big impact on them feeding off the crowd. And even though they lost their two matches in, in like playoffs and bracket play, like their group, they, they just, they killed their group. 3-1 to NRG, 3-1 to Endpoint. And then, of course, in, in true CJCJ fashion, they couldn't let them have all the glory. So they got shut by Renegade. <laughs> but then they clutched up in the tiebreaker against Endpoint. So they got upper bracket against, against G2. And G2 won, won pretty handily, but the games that Furia won were really, really, really close. And to you also that- being, yeah, I'm sure, I'm sure that that's definitely one of the big things. Uh, Cursor, do you have do you have any any story from the from the sh- show? I, I do have my own with a um, a different team in terms of uh, just you know content, uh, but I do got to agree with Messi. Furia looked amazing at LAN, like yeah. their mental, the way they were playing, uh, and just this this is the thing I love about Rocket League on a whole. My two second tangent, like. I'll just go out and say it. Screw all you toxic players out there. Because when you look <laughs> at the core of the community, it's a bunch of really like kind, like thoughtful people, regardless of age, right? Even though Furia took the L, it looked very much like they were just going to clap teams and make it to grand finals. And a bunch of NA teams, it would have been a huge oh, upset. And they were when they brought the teams out, you know, it was like, boo, Furia. But when they were playing and they score a sick goal, the whole crowd is just going insane. Like, oh my God. Like, just the love and support they were showing them. You know what I mean? And like, dude, really good try. Maybe next time, you know, like it's the vibes were good, but I'll go back a little bit. Like they took, they took queso to a game seven. Yeah. Which is actually, which is actually what I was about to jump into queso. Queso was my, well, I have two, <laughs> I have two, but like really like the storyline story. Oh, damn. No, they're both kind of out. I'll, I'll just quickly touch on one. And then all right, right. I think we're already in. Okay, just go. No, just no. tell me. So, let's, so, let's so, get into so, it. So, Queso was the Cinderella story, right? Mm-hmm. They, they've been absolutely just smashing in Europe. Like arguably they're the new vitality. Like nobody is coming even close to threatening this squad. Um, Joyo, uh, What's uh, uh, Rise and Vitera. it begins with a V. Uh, Vitera, thank you. Uh, like a bunch of talented young goats who have clearly a very long career in this space. They are extremely humble, competitive, but spunky like Rettles can be, where they'll throw in competitive banter and they play their hearts out. Like, as NA, we didn't want to see them win, but they won over the NA crowd. Every time they clapped an NA team, it was absolutely unreal to see that level of professionalism and that level of, of, of humility from such a young team. I honestly believe they're going to go very, very far. They are going to be a major threat at Worlds this year and seasons to come if they, if they keep together and keep growing, honestly. But my personal story, shout out to Tyswoogles, 
was G2, <laughs> because I've been waiting for my team to cop a huge dub for literal years. And, and you got then, to be there, too. Oh, like, my God, the story... Li- no, okay, so, first of all, first, of, gush, all, first of all, they beat BDS, the quote-unquote best team in the world. Yeah, um, okay, yep, that happened, right? Beat them 3-2 in series, and... Even though BDS wasn't playing their best, and I'm not bad-mouthing BDS here, I'm praising G2 for correcting the two mistakes that tend to get them screwed every time in every single series. And it's that within 15 seconds to 30 seconds of a double commit, we get scored on, and it screws up their mentality, and then we lose. We all bounce back. They stopped double committing nearly as much. And then the second one, the second one, is they're they're so known for playing this super hard-to-contest infield passing play style very aggressively. There's maybe a handful of teams or less at the very top level. We're talking top five teams in the world, not just region, that can take on that play style effectively. Like, they need to be doing it more. And that's exactly what they started doing. They started finding their rhythm. I think this whole trade with Atomic coming on, it's, it's just been a matter of time. This was a, this wasn't a trade because Aldriz isn't performing. This was a trade like, yo, how sick would it be to team with Atomic? You know what I mean? From both players, and they have been building that synergy and practicing easily, hands down. No offense to any other org out there, especially KCP, because that team has been grinding. But hardest working team in the game, in my opinion. In my opinion, right? In my opinions are my own. They don't reflect the opinions of the ASAP Weekly Podcast. Disclaimer. But it, it showed. They came there confident, ready to play, and ready to make mistakes, but fix them on the fly. Like It showed going further and further down the series, and I, I'd like to bounce back and forth with you guys here getting towards the grand final because there's too much content, too many amazing matches and stellar yeah. plays to breeze over with quick sentences. This, yeah, yeah, yeah. this whole major was actually nuts. So right, I'm going to bring it back in here then for, for a bit so we can, we can we can go through the ones that we can get through. We're not going to go through every single match because that would uh, be crazy, although you could. Uh, we what, could. <laughs> the first story, the first honest big story that we do have to talk about um, is Sandrock Gaming not actually competing, right? Yeah. yeah. Um, they they were stuck in visas. Uh, Sandrock Gaming officially, as of the, this podcast, uh, a couple days before this podcast, has disbanded. Mm-hmm. Um, what I mean by that is the team itself is not disbanded, but the org yeah. has just disappeared. So uh, I've been digging a lot into this, and I have quite a lot of information. Tell me, and it, yes. So, and Civic posted a tweet longer after the the team got released. Well, it wasn't really a release. The team just kind of just said, "All right, if we're not going to work with these people, you don't want to work with anybody." So they left. So, and Civic posted a tweet longer saying, "Like we we've been telling." The, the players to get visas since the beginning of February and they weren't cooperating. And since he doesn't have them under contract due to family issues and all that, he can't really force them to do it. He just kind of had to keep like nagging at them, poking at them, be like, hey, get your damn visas. Come on. You're qualified. Do it. And then they didn't, right? So had all those issues and then so they, they broke apart, right? And like right now, it's just asked. It was was a little bit more that went into it, if I'm not mistaken, right? That became public knowledge online, right? Wasn't it like it was one of the players who had the hardest time? The other two were actually able to get through last minute, and they would have been able to replace the third had they known the third person was not going to be there, and they would have had their sub also apply for the visa, but they were under the assumption the main roster was going to be at the major. Went a little deeper into it. Turk, like TRK 511. 
he was the only one that got his visa early and on time. So he's not the issue. It came down to Ahmad and O'Khaled, who like, O'Khaled got his stuff resolved like three days before, and then Ahmad couldn't do it. And since it, they were under the assumption that they weren't going to need a sub, Senzo didn't sign up. So then they were thinking, we could try to do it with our coach. We could try to do that. But they, did, they didn't do that for obvious reasons. Yeah. So it was just like, yeah, like... Now, mind you, we're not, yeah. not to interrupt, but we're, we're not trying to paint, like, a bad rep. You know what I mean? We're not no. trying to, like, shine the spotlight on them and be like, nay, boo. Like, but these were very, like, public details that got released. No, like, yeah, but it's like... So how you interpret them is up to you, but... No, no, no offense to Khaled and Ahmad. Great players. But, like, they were given ample time. Yeah. So that's... Um, in, in the end, it's truly on them. And I can understand why Civic was just like, all right, you know what? No. They say, they, like, I, I did my thing. Good luck to y'all. But... And isn't he, like, getting into an MMA org now, too, or something? He's, like, building another franchise or something alongside that? Honestly, bro, with the rumors like... of him being the prince of Saudi Arabia, we don't know how much money he has. Dude, money. He has money to spare. He could get into how another, many, like... How many streamers has he gone to throughout the years and be like, hey, I'm in Civic. Here's money. And everyone's like... <gasps> yeah. yeah. And it's also, like... Even though this happened, it's truly unfortunate. And Civic achieved the goal that they, he was trying to achieve initially, which oh, was yeah. get Mina on the map, yeah. get these show that these teams are you're like okay, this region has depth. They're insane. Even if the second or third seed like overtakes Sandok at one point, like it's not going to be surprising because those teams are great. And yeah. even with like Johnny Boy like show matches and Fear show matches, if you guys don't watch it, it's great content. Totally recommend that you watch those show matches where they show like players like two players like Nupo, Fahad, who are in like that top five, those top five teams in Mina. But since they're not Sandrock, you don't really know about them unless you watch right. them play. Right. So I really recommend people go out and watch that because it's it just shows like the levels that Mina truly has mm-hmm. as a region. Which Furia approved for their region this time around, which I think why yeah. it's part mm-hmm. of why Messi brought that up as a story. Furia was Furia is now the pioneer. Haha, <laughs> jokes, because pioneers. <laughs> they are the team. I know it was bad. Just bear with me. To really carve out a spot for Sam. True Neutral was doing that, but then True Neutral went NA, right? So now, arguably, when True Neutral left, now the complexity roster, there was no, like not shitting on the region. There was no competition there as far as like. Going against top sixteen teams from NA and EU, it just it or, or even like the top four from OCE, it just wasn't there, right? But now yeah. Fury is that team that shows we're here, we grind. Uh, y'all better watch out. You know, yeah, what and I mean? also things that people don't realize from Fury is like they have an ROCS vet in that team. Yeah, in Card, who used to play with Math and Tander, and I believe it was either Loki or Three Sins. Yeah, Three Sins. Yeah, yeah, they played on Three Sins, and they they showed like. Flashes of brilliance, aha, uh-huh. get it, aha. Uh-huh. They should flashes of brilliance, like, <laughs> at the Yo, shout <laughs> out to Jake and Jake. No. Yeah, <laughs> shout out to seven, previously 72 PC. Like, they were showing, like, glimmers of hope, right? Like, back then, but now they're off on their own teams. Both teams making, like, lands. And now they're, like, they're truly, like, carving out, like, yo, like, we have the talent. As long as we can convert scrims. The scrims aren't really, like, a proper, like, like showing... But, like, they're actually translating those, like, results into land. And I think, correct me if I'm wrong, but this is, like, one of their highest, like, placements. Like, probably, like, like top one or top two placements at a land ever. Yeah, so. I believe so. 
if I'm not mistaken. I believe it is. I'll, I'll go ahead and fact check it while we keep rolling. But I, I just figured I'd jump in with you and say that because anyone who's calling these minor regions, get the word minor out of your mouth, okay? We're, yeah. Like, this is a season proving that there is top-tier talent around the world you need to recognize. <laughs> it's not just NAEU anymore. There are other teams in this debate now. So. All right. Uh, speaking of other teams that um, completely failed, no. Uh, actually, I'm gonna be. I'm gonna be honest. I'm gonna uh, let me talk about NRG. Okay. Mm-hmm. We knew they weren't gonna show up day one. We already predicted it. I'm actually pretty confident that we predicted they weren't gonna do it. My prediction bracket had them placing third in the group with a tiebreaker against Renegades. That's yep. how like much I know my my, my favorite team. I'm like, you Amazing. guys are gonna play like dog shit. I know <laughs> you guys aren't gonna show up. But then. I expected Queso to show up in their group. But... Yeah, I, I, I was going to say, though. So Queso, uh, Queso did lose to V1, and I think that was a cool thing that V1 actually kept their form from, from the results oh, they yeah. had. But something you have to remember about Team Queso is their results in the regionals for this split are first, second, and first in EU. All right? Yeah. So when, you know, I think Team BDS, and, like, I actually really love that Team BDS and NRG got their almost World Cup, or I guess... The what I like to call the actual world finals um, for the uh, the fall region uh, the fall major right that yeah. felt like the actual thing and it was and with this particular um, uh, the winter major here um, I think it's it's very comfortable for me to say is like that was actually the closing of a chapter the BDS dominance chapter because uh, Team Queso has been you know has shown recently that they can beat Team BDS yeah. and they can win the EU region and they're the best team for that. It was region. like, I was just like, here. I was in awe watching V1 because their playstyle against a very aggressive team is essentially a hard counter if they're really <laughs> aggressive. Are they because, <laughs> no, like it's, uh, it's crazy because even though they're the team with the most quote-unquote defined rules, the way that they play makes it so incredibly hard for any team to score because if you if you if you watch the land, if you watch how Torment played specifically, there are times where he could have turned that half field and challenged. But he would opt to, to challenge a 1v2 instead in the backfield. Which I'm just like, how do you have that much like confidence? Like it's like you're in a 1v2 against Team Queso and you're blocking their shots. Like <laughs> because I'm looking at their like results, right? Against FaZe, their first match, it was a 1-0-1-0-3-2. Really close. Sweet. Then against uh, Team Queso, a little bit more goals, right? Because Team Queso's uh, like offense is just stellar, amazing. It was a four three three two three two three and two one, so like all one goal games. And then of course Detonator, like much much love to Mikan Opix and Burn. They showed up, did what Tokyo Verde couldn't do before, which is take a game off a team. But of course Detonator wasn't. They were the, they were the weak link in this tournament for sure. Yeah, I, th- yeah. I think I think I think we were good on the prediction there. I want to maybe we can talk about now a little bit, uh, like just looking solely on the playoffs here. Yeah. Um, there was a lot of three twos, like Evil Geniuses being Dignitas. I mean, I suppose yeah. isn't too surprising. I think Evil Geniuses had no. a nice little. Uh, it's um, it's a precedent. It's a they, they Dignitas set a precedent in groups. They you held you a two zero lead against SSG. Yeah, they were doing fine. Then SSG showed up, and Dignitas couldn't clutch up. Yeah. And then when it came to playoffs, like, if I go up a little bit into the groups, they, they like, beat KCP 3-1, to one, right, as their last game. And they didn't have that third game. I feel like that's what, like, that group lacked, but SSG just did SSG things, right? But can, can we just say SSG was not at all at the level we thought they would be at, I feel. Because they had a disappointing 
a couple regionals, right? Yeah. Like yeah. relative to where we think they are. And they just showed up this. And it's also, round. oh, another big thing that like me and Chris were like talking about a lot. The way that they like had the players sitting at the stage was so, so important. Especially for SSG, bringing in Daniel, having him sit in the middle, yep. being able to feed off his teammates to on the sides, yeah. the crowd in front of him, his coach behind him. He had like... It was surrounded. Yeah, he had a comfort blanket. Yeah, he was like fully surrounded. Also, if y'all didn't know, now you know. My name is Chris. So now it's a thing. It's out there. I have no, to no, wait, wait. A cursor does not give it away at all. <laughs> in any way, shape, or form. Because like, we've been talking, like we met up, so now I'm like, that, that's what I yeah. use. No, but uh, I mean, maybe you could speak more to the to the EG matchup. Uh, and, oh yeah, I can. Be- and before you do, by the way, uh, to back up what you were saying with Furia, yeah, since March of 2021, it was third at Spring Sam Grand Series one, first at uh, Spring Sam Grand Series event two, second at the RLCS X South American Championship, first in RLCS uh, 21 through 22 Sam Regional one, Sam Regional three, as well as. Uh, first in the Rettles Sweden skirmish, which happened. Yeah. I, I don't know if y'all paid attention to that. It was, it was pretty nuts. Um, they took 12 to 14th in the fall split major uh, recently. That was back in December. Uh, and then have placed first and first for the Winter Sam Regional 2 and Regional 3. And obviously taking 5th, um, 6th, top 6 for this past major. Only to get knocked out by arguably the only other team that was going to win this whole thing, Queso. <laughs> yeah. All right. Um so I know you want okay, okay, we're gonna have Messi talk about EG and then we're gonna get to Queso. Um and then we have to talk about the final and the grand final because uh, we're yeah. jumping a lot here. Uh yeah. but before we do so, <laughs> I want to say the one thing about um like this team queso team is like there's part of me like as soon as I saw that they were doing quite well, I'm like already writing the title for this episode (laughs) and that's uh that cheese always wins (laughs) that's gonna be my go-to um yeah there's layers to that one if you think cheese always wins except they don't so (laughs) no no anyway uh that was a starcraft joke for the day all right uh take it away (laughs) all right so evil Evil genius is like their group was very very similar to like how nrg played except they actually managed to like pull through so they went against uh, uh, G2 right, as their first game, and G2 land experience and everything, and EG. But look, if you look at the results, that series could have gone anyway. It really could have gone anyway. Because it was a one-goal game every time. That, oh, no, all four results were the same. They were all two-to-ones, except EG only took one of those four games. And then if we're moving down against BDS, they took BDS to a game five and lost by one goal again. And all yep. those games were one goal games except the first game that EG won two of. Yep. And then Team Secret, that's where they're like, all right, gain, gain speed, gain speed. They went three to one. And all I'm saying is, like, if you're coming in with like that much momentum, like, even if you're going down 2 0 against Dig, like, they, 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 they came through. They lost 2 0 game one, 1 0 game two, but then 6 0 game three, 5 0 game four, and then overtime win in game five, like, Oh, they this came is a back funny score. Hard. That's a really funny score. Sorry, the six oh five oh and then OT. Um, yeah. Can I just say I think Dig, you know, just oh, talking. I forgot one started, thing. No, Dig I'm started sh- talking to each other game three and then <laughs> Yeah, yeah. I totally and forgot to mention one anymore. thing. <laughs> I forgot to mention one thing that's very, very important because it, it marked a, a new record in RCS history. 
EG and BDS disputed the longest overtime at a LAN in history, being 10 minutes and 15 seconds Jeez. in game four, which yeah, EG took. Yeah, wild. Yeah. That was a group stage. All right. Uh, okay, let's let's keep moving. Let's keep moving. I think one game that we do have to kind of take before we go into the final grand final, which I do want to talk about. Um, V one losing to Phase Clan. Do we either of you have any takes as to uh, you know what kind of tipped? I mean, obviously they went to Game Seven, so it's um, close. Like this isn't this isn't one that's like. Uh, oh, that's fine. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Jump in, bro. All right. So Phase wasn't good in groups. Let's be honest. They lost yeah. to Detonator. All right. If you're losing a detonator, you got issues. <laughs> no offense to detonator, but they they started off really rough in groups. But if you look at the playoffs, they came in with steam. They figured out their problems. They weren't shaky. Like, so you think those three O's like contributed to them just like oh yeah. Being able I mean, to if you're three Oing endpoint and BDS, like yeah. you're gonna come in hot. And then they always held that precedent of like we suck in game sevens. We don't have the clutch factor. But then against a version one who pretty much offered a counter, and it was so insane because the first two games, version one had control. But then, then they made a timeout, Cursor, right? Which is great. Yeah, right? then they had a timeout. And then Cursor and I saw something that we were just like, oh my God. They switched playstyles. Version one and phase switched yeah. playstyles. It's it's something that's so much harder to see on stream, but being there in person on a whatever, like, like 30, you're fully focused. Yeah, 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 yeah. The 30 foot screen in front of you, you're like, wait. Oh my god. <laughs> yeah. yeah, because the thing that caused V1 to like fall in that match is since they're used to a counter-attacking playstyle, the net is gonna have more gaps. They're looking for bigger gaps. Whereas FaZe, they have the talent to be able to to place their shots. Right? So counterattacks like they're fine with. And then Version 1 couldn't place their shots that well, which Version was starting to say... well. Yeah, go ahead. If, if if I can make a prediction here, if if game three that OT went V one's way, I think V one would just take in this game in four. Yeah. Right? Also, I crazy. Would agree. Okay. I would agree. There's a really crazy stat before that match that I gotta say it's very very important to the situation. Version one going into that match, I believe. Hold on, let me count. It was the uh, third, four, one, two, three, four. Yeah, they were thirty-seven and zero in series Jeez. where they took the first game. Yeah. Wow, that's incredible. That's crazy. They were 37 and 0 in series where they took the first game. Of Which that beyond series. all shred of a doubt proves this is a momentum team. If you give them momentum, you're you're not taking the series. There's like, wait, there's no shot. Yeah. <laughs> the rollout in Pokémon. <laughs> yeah. It just keeps hitting harder. And here's the thing. Version 1 almost took it either way cuz they in game 7 OT like yeah, game, every game, game seven, they lost. So every yeah. game that version one lost, right? One goal. Yeah, one goal. And yeah. two of them are OTs. That's that's wild. Yeah. yeah. And um, version go ahead. go ahead. No, sorry, I was gonna jump on something different. Oh wait, go ahead. Good. Because like version one's like style is pretty much just everybody's gonna do demos except Tomic because Tomic's just like you, you guys do your thing. You guys do your thing. I'll just be back defending one v two, one v three. I'm just gonna own, put Lazira to shame. <laughs> And everyone else who said I was the worst transfer when I actually end yeah. up being the best. And then there can't was confirm. Like, All right, can I just say atomic best transfer? Like I think there's no. Yeah, like, I then, literally don't think oh, there's yeah. anyone better when it comes to. Transfers. I think the only person like on the desk, like when they did like the predictions, or like at the beginning of the split when they like look at the transfers and everything, Dazarin rated it a three, but Gibbs rated it a nine. 
Yeah. Ooh, Gibbs. Gibbs got that big brain. <laughs> yeah, Gibbs saw it early. He's like, "Are you guys not not see, seeing what's happening?" But like, I think also Gibbs probably has like a little bit of that insider. You know. What well, I mean? all of them have inside knowledge. I, I think do. Gibbs has a little different though. You know, he has he's yeah. that he's that secret stash that that like extra vault. You know. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And also, like, not to mention, like, he he's a, he's a, he's a big stats guy too. And also, like, everybody who doesn't know him, shout out to Direct. Direct is the man when it comes to stats. Yeah. He is the, the, the statistician goat. Let's best be real. He's given Liquipedia a run for their money. Honestly, I'm hoping they just collab and get it over with. Yeah. <laughs> oh, for Amazing. sure. And um, the version one face series, I'm going to go back to it one more time. It finally showed we that. It finally <laughs> showed that. Yo, FaZe. FaZe has some ice. They have a little bit of ice. They have some clutch factor. <laughs> Just a little. And I think it was, uh, we finally saw them, like, we finally saw First Killer getting into that captain role and, like, fulfilling it a little bit better as, like, the event went on. And it was, like, beautiful to see, like, actually. Isn't it wild? There. Like, I feel like I've been watching First Killer, like, like for years now. You know what I mean? No, like, yeah. two, two years or so at this point, right? It's, like, like show it... matches. Like, you still got people like Oski who are looking for teams, like. Like so much sure. young talent that are like just out there. Speaking that, like... of young talent, <laughs> I'm gonna cut you off there. We can't ignore Pioneer's performance against BDS. Oh, for sure. Game five. Uh, it, has to, it doesn't have to be ranted on, but it at least has to be mentioned here because yeah. they played out of their flipping minds against again the quote best team in the world from the last major and took them to a game five. Like, dude, Scrub Super Lucky and Banana Head, and I just yeah. I love that name. I, have, I I smile every time I hear that name. <laughs> yeah. Absolutely, far exceeded anyone's expectations at that tournament for sure. And like they're so like I I think they're gonna come back like in yeah. the next yeah this is um, this is a team and it's gonna be scary. Yeah, this is a team like Queso where they're young, they have their whole lives ahead of them, and they have a great foot in the door in the Rocket League scene, and they have plenty of time to get even better. So Plus the staff they have is like probably above uh, some of these other teams. I think. Shouts, yeah. shouts out to Isaac. Shouts out to Prof. I mean, he yeah, out there. Yeah. So when I, when I got to like meet up with them and take a picture, I think they were with uh, their manager, like this girl. I think she cat, was cat pajamas. Yeah, yeah. Uh, cat jeans. Yeah, it's cat jeans? Holy heck, man. What am I, I don't thinking know, I don't of? Know who she is. I, Sorry. Apparently you're thinking of little kitties imprinted on PJ pants. I don't know. <laughs> so when I got to take a picture of them, I was like, yo, this is like so exciting because they're younger than me. Yeah. <laughs> they're younger than me. Yeah. Like all three of them. So I was just like, oh my God, y'all are, y'all are tall and y'all are good. Y'all are better yeah. than me. Definitely. Definitely don't like, sleep on them yeah, for sure. Please? Yeah. But uh, they definitely didn't sleep. All right, they're right. For the right. <laughs> yeah. But moving up to what Lazaro is has been dying to get to. The, Can I just uh, say I need to say this? All right, say it. Um, the the, the we've been all over the place here. All right, yeah. <laughs> this, we, we just, any structure tried to kept everybody. Go. No, it's gone now. Uh, it's gone. No. Um, let's let's talk about this. Uh, I the think Jenga the next tower. big one. Uh, Space Station TK. So uh, three to four. There's so many yeah. like best of seven. Team, the games that we have to keep calling out. Uh, we can we can literally focus on the last three matches because honestly, Face Clan, see you later, dude. You got pieced by Queso. Yeah, yeah, yeah exactly. <laughs> uh, and we don't have to talk about we don't have to talk about G two and, and space. I mean, unless you guys want to. Uh, I think it was a. Uh, I think it was Space Station before they found their groove, and then they found it against the wrong team because it, it's Queso. <laughs> yeah. So. 
Okay, but, let's talk about let's talk about SSG uh, case. So, is there anything yeah. uh, that so, you notice in the play styles? Or oh the... my god! Yeah, <laughs> so basically, like it was the hottest match of the weekend. Something that people don't really tend to associate Queso with is they can fight with that demo game just as much as SSG and V1 can. Yeah, they average three point eight demos a game, which is absurd for a team. Absolutely absurd. Yeah, but like the thing that. Turns tends to be SSG downfall is the lack of goals. They're not really a team that scores many goals to win. And against a team that has the aggression that Team Queso has, like that definitely proved to be an issue mm-hmm. throughout that series. But the series was just, uh, it's just, it's great. It's amazing. Like the fact that SSG had like Team Queso and like a, and like a, like a, they had them locked. They were up 3 2. They had them, but. I mean, look at it like the first the first half of the series, right? Like, not to not to just kind of glaze over things, but they had they had Rettles and Arsenal locked down to the point where like Daniel was desperately trying to like like cut out and and make a like open the way for the team. Yeah. You know, it's on so many plays, so yeah. many plays, and as soon as they found their stride, it was looking like a pretty even even game. Honestly, like for sure. Multiple series going. On. I mean, if you look at the series as a whole, like there was a couple, you know, slaps, but the majority of games were a one, maybe two goal difference at most. Oh, it was, yeah. Aside from the first game and the uh, sixth game, those were the only two that were absolute just knockouts by like three or more points. It just, it just, it was absurd. Like to your point, very much so. This is like Queso can play that demo game, but once Space Station hits its groove, they're looking more like, in my opinion, an NA version of Queso, where they have two very mechanically gifted players and a very consistent player as the third player. Very, very, very consistent at either creating opportunities, placing shots on target, or or just yeah. completely disrupting the enemy's defense. Right. And also, we got to also nod to the highlight of the tournament. Oh, dude, the save. That save. So I'll, I'll paint the picture. I'll paint Break the picture. Break it down for him. Break it down. I'll paint the picture. So essentially, <clears throat> Team Kesa goes in an offensive assault, right? And Rise gets demoed, and Batira has to rush back because Jonas still stuck in their, their back right corner. Now, mind you, Rise is last man back. No, Rise is demoed. He died. He got, yep. he got demoed by Rettles. And then it was Arsenal dribbling the ball downfield with Rettles just on Vatira's ass, and then Vatira manages to dodge the demo and slow down the ball just enough to the point where, like, Ryze pretty much just had to move immediately as he as he respawned. And, like, he just went towards net, had full faith in his team, and that goal line save. Like, you could hear the crowd, like, getting ready to just, like, cheer for SSG. And then they were like, oh, like, this, it was just... The crowd was getting hype on the plate. Like the whole, it didn't matter what skill level in Rocket League you were. The whole crowd knew what was about to go down when Thurman got demoed and the play opened up and Ruddles was chasing the demo to force an open net for the free goal. The whole crowd was going like, ah! Everybody was getting live, and then out of nowhere, there was like this brief two-second hush. The whole crowd flipped. The entire room was screaming at the top of their lungs with that goal line save, bro. Absolutely insane. Bonkers. Like, the amount of faith that you need to have in your team to just be like, look, the ball's going to be right there. Just got to yeah. dart. Just got to go. I'm going to have faith that he's going to slow it down. It's just absolutely in, in fucking insane. 
and it's also a random spawn, and he's got to be holding in the direction he thinks he's going to spawn in. <laughs> yeah, and, you have to guess. <laughs> and, and get a speed flip out of it, right? Like he he, he has yeah. no options. It's it's complete trust. Yeah, full trust. Yep, full trust. Amazing, amazing. Uh, yeah, but Team Casey still made it through. Um, yeah, you know. they they played out of their minds. So <laughs> okay, I'm going to paint a little picture here because um, I watched you know I watched the grand final here and after. Uh, after the first series, I was pretty confident G2 was going to win. All right? Mm. And now, let me back it up, okay? I had a feeling. Well, already in the series, there's a little bit of a feeling. <laughs> there's a little bit of feeling that G2 was already coming back into it. All right? But I, I, need, I need to paint a picture here for you a little bit, okay? Uh, so, G2, all right, yeah. plays against Team BDS, beats uh, Team BDS on March 24th, okay? They don't play any games the next day. And then they play one game on March the 26th. All right. So for a total of like three days, they only played two series. Okay. (laughs) In that time, (laughs) uh, Team BDS uh, played, what was it? So yeah, going into the finals, G2 had played two best of sevens. Uh, In that time, uh, (laughs) Team Queso had played five series. (laughs) Team, team queso made the season six cloud nine run they went through they, the they did it, it, it looks exactly like it but they yeah. couldn't get the reverse sweep yeah, yeah it was yeah. so close and i think i think there's something about cloud I, there is something about how calm g2 seemed that it made me feel like they were going to take that second series um because yeah. they didn't look like they were sweating yet they so, felt yeah what I, were we gonna say oh uh, yeah so and then go ahead it was a uh, it's part of the matches okay no i i was gonna say like i I, I kind of saw, like, oh, you know, I, th- I thought, okay, maybe G2 makes it back in the first set, right, in the first best of seven here in the grand finals. Yeah. Um, and then, they you know, they obviously lose in uh, lose on Champions Field there. But uh, there was just, I just had a feeling. I was like, I think she just takes it. They look so calm, right? And there's something about when G2s, was this the series where they had that incredible redirect? Is, is this um, the one I'm thinking Chicago's about? Chicago's like, like Just leaning back, bottom right corner. Yeah. insane. Yeah. And that, that was the moment, like, this is it. I think he's won. Like, I, I think I think they have a moment, and then they're going to take it. <laughs> yeah. I don't know if either of you saw any other particular things about the grand final. They're... So, go on. They 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 did exactly what I would I was hoping they were gonna do. I'm not saying <laughs> I was calling anything, but it's like one of the two mistakes I've pointed out earlier. When they do something like a double commit, their mental is chalked, right? It's what's lost them so many events in the last few years. Their mental gets chalked. You can see it by how they're reacting the, to the games going forward or the game, like to the end, and. After that loss, after that, that's why I tried to jump in with that joke earlier. You're like, yeah. uh, let me back this up with what G2 did. And I'm like, what, like what Atomic did in midfield, you mean? Because he quite literally <laughs> stopped, backed up, and then there was a, like a lapse in communication. And everyone's going to meme about it for a while. But Wait, yeah, the, du- the oh, double commit? Yeah. Are you talking about the double commit yeah. where they both like went for it and then did yeah. it? Yeah. Yes. Right. So, I want to go a little bit before Red Seas meme on the internet with Atomic on one side and Chicago on the other. And <laughs> but, so, I want to uh, allude a little bit earlier in that series well rather the game before oh. i just pulled up the bot right now and you see the results five to four with a g2 win in ot yep but it went four to four into ot and okay queso was up three two with 30 seconds left yeah so g2 tied the game and then queso took the lead with like 10 seconds left and g2 got a goal within four seconds yeah 
and then took and it then out. We had this mistake in the middle. And, uh, so they went into the into the seventh game thinking like, all right, this is the one. But we have to commend even more than that. Atomic's mental game. Yeah, oh my that's, god. That's what I was building up to, right? Oh my is, god. Yeah, this is the one thing that they 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 always their the mental's always chalked. But what proves this team has been grinding is the fact that as soon as they come right back into that next series, and and Jay Naps in the interview said it, he's like, Man, once we went into the second series, we were just like, you know what, clean slate. Because if you look at it as, oh man, if we lose this, it's like, that's it. It's like, no, 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 that's that's the wrong mentality, bro. You you it's got a new series now. <laughs> a new series, like everything else doesn't matter. You're just playing a Bo Seven, like, and you're here. Warm up, honestly. Yeah, it's warming up. Yeah. <laughs> he had a script. Atomic, like when he bounced back. Not only is that probably the most mechanical Atomic we've ever seen, it was the most aggressive Atomic we've ever seen. The same Atomic we wanted to show up when they lost a V One, uh, like. What was that last event there? We were talking about how it was like between Atomic and Calm there, uh, Messi. I, I can't even remember now. Uh, it's 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 the Atomic we knew that like like the 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 potential right, we were right, right. is is where I'm going with that. You know what I mean? And this is where I jump in, okay. And I know I, I was making the joke like, okay, I'm gonna have to do like an apology tour, right, for for Atomic. But I've actually I've been thinking about it, and if anything, all right. Uh, Atomic should thank me, all right? <laughs> and uh, and all the other casters that put him down because nothing motivates you more <laughs> than I can prove you wrong. <laughs> oh, for sure. <laughs> um, yeah. But no, uh, yeah, Messi, you want to add on a little bit here? So yeah, it was like Atomic through and unthrough. Like, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Which is like, really hard to do because you know when you start losing a Rocket League, like that, that tends to tumble, right? And like the thing is, like, not only did they lose that game seven, they also lost the first game of the next series. Mm-hmm. So you're like, all right, we've lost two in a row. Like, maybe you got to clutch up. And then I 100% think, I think, I don't know if you'll agree with me or not. You see, if you guys see that OT in the second game of the bracket reset, yeah. I, I believe if Queso took that one, yeah. <laughs> it might have been a done deal for G2. I think I think you're probably right. That was definitely the time because that um, was that was going to be the yeah. first time that Casey would have taken three games in a row, <laughs> which might have yeah. hurt their mental a little bit more. Yeah, but yeah, I think Team Casey must have been playing on fumes though. Like the amount of like high level Rocket League, they okay. So it <laughs> you have a you have a best you go to seven games against Furia and seven games against Space Station and then seven games against G two and then you have to play G two again. <laughs> No, yeah, but like just absolute wild. They were really incredible. Man. Yeah, were I mean, hot. I kind of think like it's the combination like the of Queso, one. Good. I like that G two is one, but like Team Queso winning would have also been a wonderful story. Yeah, yeah. Actually, oh, yeah. probably oh, yeah. probably the better Cinderella story. I'm sorry, Cursor. <laughs> no, no, it just you know I I'm agree thousand percent. It, it would have been, and it also would have given more credence to this story than Squishy story coming up with with the Cloud Nine roster. Because like and, the only the only tipping point there is they're like they were taking the title back from EU after EU had held world championship title for like two three seasons right, mm-hmm. whereas this one is like we're at that same juncture again. It's the argument of NA over EU. We haven't had a LAN in almost three years, and Queso literally flies through yeah. losers bracket. Also, I wanted to NRG with Squishy beating EG that was hot, beating Furia that was hot, four winning phase, and then having an absolutely mental series against Space Station to come up against G two of all people. One I of the a... big three, right? 
had a little stat that I wanted to throw in as to like the NAEU thing. Yep. Yeah. So NA prevailed over EU seven to six in series this this uh this major, but out of those seven to six, Queso went four and one against NA. Yeah. <laughs> Queso carried EU on their back. Yeah. Facts. Like you y'all didn't see it because you weren't there, but there was a huge chunk of the floor level midsection that was just all. EU content creators and pros and like pros who were already knocked out, they're rooting for Queso. <laughs> yeah. It was the coolest thing to like see the solidarity of, of the region. You know what I mean? Oh, for sure. Like Queso, Amazing. like four and one. That means like NA, excluding Queso, they went six and three against EU. Yep. Excluding Queso, but Queso yep. just. Yeah, Queso was the. the there was only one biggest. team that gave Queso trouble, and that was version one. Yeah. Yeah. But... Actually, no, uh, that's a lie. A lot of other teams <laughs> gave them trouble, but they prevailed over them. There's just exactly, V1. Exactly. Yeah. V1 is uh, a strong group team. They're really strong. No, of course. Group really team. strong. All right. I th- and I think with that, um, I'd like to, I think, I think we'd like to thank all of the teams. I think it was an awesome tournament. I'm sure both of you really enjoyed also, it. Also, I want to throw a little Shanad. Shout out to Justin. Thank you for remembering that promise from that drop shot match. <laughs> so, hug. <laughs> yeah, so Amazing. basically, like last season, I'll just throw it in as, as the last thing. Yeah, yeah, throw it in, throw it in. So I was queuing drop shot like really late at night, like just in streaming hours, right? And I didn't know he was streaming at the time. So I was just playing like at 4 or 5 a.m. with like, a buddy. And then I look on the other team and I'm like, I saw Justin, like the name. I'm like, that Justin, let me go on his Twitch real quick. And then he was streaming and I was actually there. I'm like, holy shit. So and a teammate of mine. Well, actually, it was, it, was, it was either on my team or their team. They were just like, yo, could I get a hug at the LAN when I see you there? And he was like, yeah, for sure. And then I was just like, yo, let me get a hug too, bro. And he was like, yeah, yeah, I got you. And then I told him about it. Yeah, Curses saw it. Like, he was, like, right we're behind me. We standing there together getting our photos taken with the energy squad, with Sizz, with Musty. And he brought it up. And then I told him, and he's like, yo, wait, I remember that. I was streaming and then, like, opened my arms a little bit he's like, oh, you want the hug? And I was like, yeah, dude. Yeah. <laughs> it's an awesome thing, man. And we never <laughs> saw him again. <laughs> and that's how I took Justin's Rocket League powers. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> he Energy transferred. The soul transferred. Yep. Um, that's amazing. Uh, I, I'm going to say real quick here. Um, I want to quickly mention the viewership. So I think it peaked around 200k. It definitely got over 200k a little bit. Um, but then I think what was interesting about the grand final is after the first series, like 50,000 people, yeah. people, and you know what it was? They thought Queso won. No, 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 no. They don't know what a bracket reset is. <laughs> no, no, I don't. I don't think it was that. I think it was the EU viewership, and not because they. It, it was just. It was so late there, like, like it was like. We're, yeah, we're gonna stay up to like three a.m. You know, yeah, on the weekend though. I I think people were like at one a.m. and they just like they're like, okay, so, I can't I can't watch the best of the series. Yeah, but so still, two hundred k I think is is very good uh, for peak viewership, and I'm I'm curious to see how Worlds compares to it. In, oh my uh, god, right? Once, yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, I was telling like Cursor, I was like, just imagine if the final was G two and RG, the viewership. Oh my, yeah. 
Or FaZe. FaZe Clan would be a big bump, too. Mm, I think uh, NRG's a bigger <laughs> organ. Yeah. Well, yeah. I mean, to, to, to be fair, like, I think I maybe I have, like, a little bit of, of, of bias. Uh, and when I mean bias, not bias for FaZe Clan. But I just remember when FaZe Clan was introduced to the series, like, they literally gave 40,000, 50,000 bumps. They did, uh, because FaZe has clout. They're and, so, and they're so word. new, too, right? So I, I, yeah. I was just thinking there's people who never watched Rocket League who were watching FaZe Clan. So I was wondering if they're still doing that here. And, but yeah. you might be right that, like, that kind of, you know, people yeah, The thing is, NRG has been League, a a mainstay org since like season three yeah season yeah three. yeah my, my point is for people who don't watch the game right like they might have been you know maybe they don't have that clout anymore like like that kind of initial bump is gone but that might be interesting to think about that, that's the point uh, i was bringing up and NR- is a more internationally known for top tier teams in numerous esports whereas phase is really phase got their start through call of duty and has kind of branched out to a couple where they've made showings like rocket league now but the only way they even come close to rivaling NRG in terms of their their um, social exposure is like their clout. Like FaZe makes it their business to go out and 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 network with like the world. Like for a little tidbit, they just signed Snoop Dogg of all people as a content creator. Like that's clout. That is the definition of clout. Taking pictures with Snoop Dogg and being like, oh yeah, now he works under us, right? And I'm sure they have their own specialty contract because snoop dogg ain't taking orders from nobody but <laughs> he does his own thing it's like it's like a works under phase yeah it's like a thing of like nrg doesn't network but they just show everybody look we're, we're, we're the shit in every right. sport we yeah. are the team yeah and All every the- esport they're in they're always placing like top three like that's yeah, the then, better clout you know what i mean it's just like ha ha we get high in la and we have snoop dogg <laughs> Oh man, chill, chill. <laughs> don't be chill, don't be throwing shots like that. But get get into the zeros point. Like I think that's it. Both of these teams draw such a massive crowd. Like I, I agree. Like going into worlds and going further into the future of Rocket League. Like what? Like how much more exposure are we going to see? Because now you know, Queso. Like we saw the guys dressed up in body paint and cheese hats. I think yeah, if Queso like, can keep their form, they're going to be so much bigger worlds. But that's what I'm saying, right? Is like they're. They're drawing a diehard fan base. Like, how many more super awesome teams and orgs are we going to see join the scene by then? Like, are they going to expand the bracket even further and and make it like a like a like they did with this major, where it's like a week long event where players just play, 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 and it's all on stream. You know what I mean? And and you know, if we ever get through this crazy COVID thing, maybe you can actually go to every day of the of the matches. You know, I was going to say, I think the week long event actually helps because it kind of slowly builds the hype over the week. Exactly. Unless, because I think I think that's actually really nice distinction between the majors and the the regionals. Because regionals like, okay, it's a weekend event, cool. Like I'll sit down the weekend, you know, I'll watch the thing. But when you have like the build up of a full week, I think it really adds to it. All right, uh, I think I'm going to cut it off here. Okay, (laughs) I'm going to take. Right, my proverbial um, rains. What? What? what no, uh, uh, you know, in you know, in uh, Toy Story, um, the the like hook that like the for shepherds, the shepherds, what the shepherds use, and the 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 girl from Toy Story. Yeah, yeah. What? What? That thing. What? What's that called? Is it just a staff? Is it just a staff? Is that is that a boring name for it? Uh, sure. <laughs> take someone, like, but it has so? like the hook at the end. It's for for herding sheep. Anyway. Uh, <laughs> You're trying to take a picture of the old cartoons where they're yanking the guy. I'm taking that and taking both of you and throwing you off the stage, all right? That's all I'm saying. 
So uh, with that, I'd like to thank everyone for listening this week. It's been amazing. Thank you, Messi and Cursor, for joining us. Uh, this has been so great. It's so great, I think, as well, that ASAP community got to meet uh, some of the people. I'm going to try to make it out to Dallas. I think that would be really cool. I'm going to try to host a thing, make a thing out of it. Thank um, the listeners. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, thank the listeners. Well, I was going to get to it. All right. <laughs> Listen, no, I think thank, the people who are patience. most important at the end. All right. So I'd like to thank my... <laughs> Wow! <laughs> uh, I no, I'd like to thank the listeners uh, for all their support, and and uh, yeah, if you want to spread the word, um, yeah, keep keep doing your thing, keep telling people about our show. Um, it's really hype. I mean, it's esports has been a thing this year, and and I'm really glad it's doing so well. Uh, special shout outs to our uh, patrons who support us, um, and got a bonus a bonus uh, robin kyle this month. Uh, we don't usually get a bonus, but um, Tim decided, you know. To ruin my content once again, and him and Rob recorded a show without me. Uh, so Tim, aka Relentless, they recorded a show without me. So there's a bo- there's a bonus episode uh, if you're part of the Patreon that you can listen to. Uh, special and uh, yeah, special. I mean, call a shoutouts to the roll call tier of awesomeness, Sea of the Bass or Bass. I still have not decided which one it is. Paint, <laughs> Old Moose, Clorox, Raz, and Space Bear. Y'all are awesome. Uh, your homework for the week, should you choose to accept it, is to at Messi and at Cursor. And have them tell you uh, who dressed the best at the at the uh, at the tournament. That, that's, that's your homework, easy. right? Tell them, yeah, yeah, yeah. They'll, they'll give you the deets. They'll give you actually, and also ask them like what, how to how to get that wardrobe, right? Make them do some uh, some shopping for you. Uh, <laughs> with that, I think we'll end the week. We'll see you all next week, and uh, have a good one. Peace. Thank you, everyone, at the event. You were awesome. Goodbye.